I am the Media Masochist. And here I am, once again, taking one on the chin for the team. I'm going to tell you this. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And now, introducing your host, me, the guy who eats shit and tells you what it tastes like. Fuck you, fuck you, Strangers in the night, exchanging glances, wandering in the night. What were the chances we'd be sharing love before the night was through? Something in your eyes was so inviting. In the early to mid-60s, an old grandmotherly lady called Miss Elva Miller made a series of uh, vanity records of her singing gospel songs and songs for little kids. And she was, quote-unquote, discovered by Capitol Records and even had a couple hits, um, including a cover of, of the song Downtown. The thing was, as a singer, she really kind of sucked. She sounded sort of like Ethel Merman on crack with this weird vibrato and maybe just sort of like a half beat off from the music at all times. And uh, But for some reason, this just sort of caught on. And at first, you know, you got the distinct impression that she had no idea that people were making fun of her, that, you know, that she somehow was just some great talent who'd been discovered. But eventually, you know, she, you know, it became obvious that, that people were, her success was based on her being completely terrible. And she went with it and made a career out of it for a while until she retired in the 70s. And, uh, well, that just sort of reminds me of the, um, media masochist movie I've got for tonight, Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Now, let me give a little explanation of how we got to uh, The Room, which has been kicking around since 2003, but I got a uh, an email from a listener, Trent Thornton Zombie Smasher, and he wrote me on Facebook and basically, you know, said you should you should check out this this movie for the media masochist. It's a, uh, you know, a just a dead natural for media masochist and uh he he 
Let's see, what did he say here? I must warn you that A, suck doesn't quite begin to cover it, and B, it has nothing whatsoever to do with genres either of us gravitate towards. Which is true. Um, I, and he says here, I do, however, think sitting through the entirety of the film could break you. Remember, the more you pay attention to it, the more you'll want to gouge your eyes out when the credits roll. Consider the gauntlet to have been thrown down. Alright, now this is just sort of, this letter just came at the perfect time to create the perfect storm for a media masochist episode because I'm just back from my, I sort of, um, after I left Scott I was going to go visit another friend in Georgia and I ended up cutting my trip short because I was just sick as hell and... You know, and I just could not spend that much time on a bus. So I just came home, and I've been home and with this just terrible chest cold, you know, with a horrible cough and hack. And uh, basically, to get to sleep every night, I take a nice dose of NyQuil, and that, that puts me into a coma enough to get through the night without coughing and hacking up half my half my lungs. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm coughing up stuff that looks a lot like, if you remember the, the, the green slime they used to sell that came in garbage cans, it's almost exactly like that. It's amazing. Anyway, so, um, after, after hearing this, I've been hearing about this movie for a long time. This movie came out in 2003. And uh, actually, uh, when I went to see Devo a few months ago, um, before Devo started, they were promoting some other things that were going to happen at that club. And one of the things was they were going to have a screening of this movie with Tommy Wiseau there to to sort of, you know, answer field questions at the end of it. And, uh, you know, the movie had been sort of a cult phenomena when it first came out and then sort of died out and then got another little kick in the pants when the um, Tim and Eric Awesome show came out. And if I'm talking a little slow, it's because I'm actually um, fighting to stay awake because before I watched this movie, I decided to take my NyQuil just to add an extra challenge of staying awake to see this because it's I started it actually way past my bedtime too but I was so confident that I would make it through this one without any trauma without having to give up the $50 you know bounty for for uh, the media masochist that that I even threw a shot of NyQuil on top of it and uh and I succeeded I came through this one I I I watched the entire movie there was not really a second (laughs) of me worrying about falling asleep during this one, let me tell you. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah. Well, this movie got sort of a second life when uh, this show called The Tim and Eric Awesome Show sort of picked up on it, and they did a skit where they worked themselves and Tommy was so into this movie. So they actually were appearing in the movie and and uh, playing off scenes in it. And... Uh, yeah, it's given him sort of this second life. And and like Mrs. Miller, it's one of those things where, yeah, um, people are, you know, watching his movie because it just horribly sucks. It's just terrible. 
and he's at the point right now where he's sort of like, yeah, okay, I meant it to be that bad. And it just so obviously is not the case. I mean, uh, I did a little research into this. This guy, uh, God bless his horrible writing and acting soul, somehow raised $6 million to finance this movie, to pay for this movie, you know, to promote it. I guess he did a huge advertising campaign to go along with it, and um, just basically, you know, he, he, he definitely got a real cinematographer, and uh, he bought the, um, some uh, film camera and a video camera and a basic lighting set, and <laughs> hired some actors, you know, quote unquote actors and actresses and and brought his vision to life and oh lordy I mean you know, I mean all the superlatives that you can come up with and all the descriptive terms for bad anything, acting, writing um, you can't really fault the cinematography. It's not horrible in here, but there's it's <coughs> <coughs> definitely bad directing and uh, just you know stilted. Stilted does not you know begin to describe the acting. I mean, it's sub 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 like porno movie acting, just so awesomely bad. And and Tommy was so. So, he's just got to be the most narcissistic guy with no talent ever to make a film. It's amazing. I mean, you can tell this guy really thinks, here's going to be, here's, was going to be my showcase, you know, that that shows what an incredible actor, director I am. And, uh... (laughs) You could watch if you if if you you know which everybody should watch this movie is every time you see this guy just watch him take his hair and brush it away from his face to make sure it's not get you know so to make sure you know you're getting a good shot of his face this guy really thinks I think he thinks he's maybe like the thinking man's Jean-Claude Van Damme or something? I don't know because he's not doing action, it's melodrama. <laughs> wow, just awesome, you know, it's a love triangle with him and his and his fiance and, and she's sleeping with his best friend and that pretty much sums it up, but I have this feeling that this is like the quote-unquote true story of you know, one of Tommy Wiseau's love affairs that went wrong because he plays the lead character, Johnny. And, you know, Johnny's got his girlfriend, and through the dialogue and stuff, you find out, you know, Johnny's some sort of banker, and he provides everything for his girlfriend, yet she's she's cheating on him. And, you know, she's just completely evil. It, it's, it's just... And he's this... You know, wonderf- wonderfully loved by nice, loved by everybody. Character goes out of his way to give the, sh- you know, give you the shirt off his back sort of guy, uh, which you know is proven in scenes like when he goes to buy his 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 fiance roses, and when he goes in the flower shop 
he stiltedly pets the dog and goes, hello, doggy, and, you know, hello, Mrs. Flower Shop owner, and she goes, oh, hello, Johnny, I didn't see it was you. You're our favorite customer. You're so nice, and thank you, and then he'd walk out the door with his roses. And, uh, oh, just the, 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 uh, 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 okay, here we go. This is the only time I'll do it, you know, because I want you to watch this movie, but here's just a, a random clip from a random point in the movie, just to give you an idea of what the acting and (coughs) 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 script writing are all about in this, in this movie. Got to tell you about something. Shoot, Danny. It's about Lisa. Go on. She's beautiful. She looks great in a red dress. I think I'm in love with her. Go on. I I know she doesn't like me because sometimes she's mean to me, but sometimes when I'm around her, I feel like I want to kiss her and tell her that I love her. I don't know. I'm just confused. Danny... Don't worry about that. Lisa loves you too, as a person, as a human being, as a friend. You know, people don't have to say it. They can feel it. What do you mean? You can love someone deep inside your heart and there is nothing wrong with it. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Lisa's your future wife. Danny, don't worry about it. You are part of our family, and we love you very much, and we'll help you anytime. And Lisa loves you too, as a friend. You are sort of like her son. You mean you're not upset with me? No, because I trust you and I trust Lisa. What about Elizabeth, huh? Well... I love her. Mm-hmm. When I graduate from college, get a good job, I want to marry her and have kids with her. That's the idea. You're right. All right, there, see, okay, that's what we're dealing with in this. It's just amazing. Um, um, I found the magic trick to, to make this movie, <coughs> pardon me, not only enjoyable but sublimely enjoyable was... To pretend I was watching a new David Lynch movie. You know, this this new low-budget David Lynch movie that just came out. And uh, that that does a trick. It does a trick. If, you know, just if you add the layer of, you know, this was done purposely to be bizarre and weird. It adds amazing amounts of subtext and and nuance that are not there at all really you know they weren't meant to be there um you could pretty much tell what was meant to be there because it pretty much is you know spoken literally by every actor and an actress and oh did i tell you there's naked sex scenes in it too and of the kind where you know the creepy writer director vanity producer guy make sure that he has um gets to make sweet love with the female lead and oh my god oh it's so creepy it's awesome apparently every time these two make love 
which it's boring to her. She's lost the passion of it. But every time they make love, it involves, you know, gauzy, you know, pieces of fabric in front of all the, you know, all the crotch areas and uh, him plucking rose petals off and dropping them on, on her and then eventually just sort of grinding his hips against her navel area like he's screwing her belly button, basically. And uh, that happens twice. <laughs> it, almost exa- it plays out almost exactly the same with the, just some of the most horrible, just completely horrible R&B music oh it's just awesome custom made for the the movie of course there was a CD available so wow you know I I I'd heard about it I'd really expected it to be a tough one I thought it was going to be sort of excruciatingly you know long you know maybe the 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 humor of the bad the the bad dialogue and the stilted moments and the weird games of catch uh, football with the characters all standing impossibly close to each other and playing catch would get old after a while but it just didn't get old it was um, it was amazing I couldn't wait to hear what a person would just blurt out randomly next you know one character just blurts out that she has breast cancer it's uh, you know oh by the way the test came back and I have breast cancer and then it's just never addressed or shows up ever again it's beautiful beauty just simply beautiful um i highly recommend this movie especially to you other masochists out there this is this is the kind of masochism that that you want i guess like you could compare it to like actually going to like a professional like dominatrix and paying her to do exactly what you want as opposed to you know just sort of being in a and having someone grind broken glass into the side of your head does that make any sense or is that just the nyquil talking you keep saying you got something for me something you call love but confess did you know you can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. That's right. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode, with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libsyn.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com, where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook, too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. 
You can friend me on Facebook, too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. All right, Boots, start walking. That's it, Boots. You just keep right on walking. Future Freaks has been brought to you today by DeManzo Corps of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U.